Hi, welcome to Podsdale. I'm your host, Holly Walter from the Office of Communication. Sitting here thinking about something I think we all dream about, retirement. But before we talk more about that, I'm going to turn it over to Stephanie Harada for this episode's Fast Five. Hi, I'm Public Affairs Specialist Stephanie Harada with five fast things happening around the city you need to know. We start the list at number five and the Scottsdale Unified School District. We've teamed up with the school district to provide free lunches for kids and teens throughout the summer. Parents and guardians can pick up lunches in the lower level lobby area of Civic Center Library from noon to 1 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday through the end of July. Number four is all about helping others. How? By donating blood. You have the power to save up to three lives with one donation. Mark your calendars for our next blood drive from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on June 10th at Scottsdale City Hall. You can reserve your spot today online by visiting bloodhero.com. Scottsdale's back-to-school program is in our number three spot. School is barely out, but we need donations now. We are gearing up for this important program for when kids return to school in August. Vista Del Camino's back-to-school program provides essential school supplies to more than 1,000 students each year. Students need new clothing, socks, underwear, shoes, backpacks, and school supplies. Learn how you can donate items or money at scottsdaleaz.gov and search back to school. The Paiute Neighborhood Center is at number two. The Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines will be available to the public from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on June 15th at the center, which is located at 6535 East Osborne Road. Registration is encouraged, but walk-ins are welcome. Need help with registration? Call Paiute at 480-312-2529. And our number one Fast Five spot goes to Scottsdale. Go Scottsdale, it's your birthday. Gonna party like it's your birthday. Did you know that on June 25th, we will celebrate our 70th year as a municipality? To commemorate this special anniversary, the city is hosting several family-friendly events and you're invited to join in on the fun and learn some Scottsdale history. Learn more and check out the lineup of events at scottsdaleaz.gov and search 70th anniversary. And that's our Fast Five for this episode of Podsdale. Got something for a future Fast Five? Tell us by emailing communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. I'll turn it back over to you, Holly. Thanks, Stephanie. Before I get into the topic of this episode, I'd like to announce that Appaloosa Library Branch Manager Sky Larson was our recent trivia question winner when she correctly stated that the International Conference and Training Seminar for Police Chaplains is what we will be hosting in July here in Scottsdale. Sky, watch your email. We'll be sending a gift card your way. And you can also have an opportunity to win a gift card. Listen to our trivia question at the end of the episode and email communications at scottsdaleaz.gov with your answer to be entered into our drawing. Okay, well, don't we all look forward to retirement? I know I do, but I do have two city employees here who are retiring. And today, in fact, is their last day. We have Brad Hardick. He's had 30 years with the city of Scottsdale and he's leaving as our chief information officer. And Reed Pryor, who is a parks and recreation department director who's been with Scottsdale for 16 years. Can you give us a rundown of your city careers? Where did you start? Where have you been? And what led you both to your current positions? I'll start with Brad. I uh, started the city in 1991. I was the strategic planning and support manager. Uh, they hired me to uh, build a plan or transition them off of their mainframe to more of a 
uh, modern uh, computing infrastructure that was uh, network-based and and with uh, micro or mini computers. And at the time, uh, they were just announcing PCs. Uh, from there, uh, in 1997, I was uh, promoted to enterprise manager. And then again, in 2000, I was uh, promoted to uh, enterprise director. And then in 2003, uh, the existing CIO uh, uh, stepped down uh, suddenly and unexpectedly, uh, and I was uh, tapped on the shoulder to uh, take on the interim role. And I uh, did that for about, oh, probably three to four months. Uh, and ultimately, um, uh, my manager at the time um, felt that I was doing uh, a good job in that role, and uh, I was appointed. So I felt very, very fortunate, um, you know, that they had the uh, trust in me and they had the confidence in me. And uh, you know, the rest is history. It's been uh, 18 years as CIO, and it's uh, it's been a really good experience. I think that will be a record. Uh, 18 years in that position. That might be hard to break. It might it might take a while for that to happen. Yeah, it it definitely is, and I'm uh, um, I'm very very proud of uh, my career and very proud of uh, the staff and hopefully the legacy I've been uh, able to leave. It's interesting as well to hear that you something that started out as an interim position turned into to you know what it is today, and and you just never know how those things happen. Exactly. I mean, it, it's very. Um, it was very fortunate for me and uh, to uh, have had the confidence, the leadership to have the confidence in me and put me into that role. And then to think of where we are today, I'm very proud of what um, we've been able to accomplish as a team. I'm going to turn it over now to Reed. Why don't you uh, provide us with a rundown of your career, Reed? All right, Holly. Um, I came to the city in 2005. Um, I started out as the Parks and Recreation Manager. Uh, there was one of three uh, that oversaw the uh, maintenance program within the department. Um, I had the North Area Parks and all the sports fields and uh, just all of our community centers and programs up in the north end of town. And over a period of time, uh, a couple of my counterparts uh, retired and my responsibilities broadened a little bit. Uh, so I took on a little bit of the roles that they had. And then I um, volunteered to get involved uh, with the uh, management of the golf course contracts. When Tom Beat left the city years ago, I'd had a lot of experience in the golf business. I was a director of golf for the city of Indianapolis for seven years. We had 12 courses there, so it was kind of a natural fit to get involved in, in what Tom had been doing. So I did that for a number of years. Um, then uh, another fellow retired, and he had, was overseeing the uh, contract with the San Francisco Giants. So I got involved um, overseeing the stadium and uh, professional baseball end of our business and working with the Giants on spring training and the minor league program. And then um, as we went along, uh, the director who preceded me was Jan Cameron. Jan had been here um, a number of years with the city and had retired. And when she retired, um, I applied for and was selected to take this role. And I've been in this job for about uh, a little over six years now. Um, it's been very enjoyable. Uh, we get involved in a lot of things, um, everything from, you know, maintenance of the medians and right-of-way landscaped areas to the Scottsdale Soccer Complex to the uh, to working with the team at the TPC Scottsdale to run uh, 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 Waste Management Open. Uh, we also work with the folks at Westworld 
particularly now since they're part of community service. So, so we actually touch a lot of different things, but it's been really a, a rewarding experience. Um, and I have to ask you, Reed, uh, you must be a baseball fan or, or golfer, right? With what you do. Yeah, I'm probably leaning more toward the golf side. Uh, but, uh, you know, baseball has been a pretty, uh, pretty well tied to the city here with spring training for a number of years. So, you know, we had a lot of involvement with that program there at the stadium as well. And together, you both have a collectively 46 years of experience with the city. So I can only imagine that you've seen a lot of changes happen over the time you've both been with the city. I'll start with you, Reed. What are some of the things that you've seen change from uh, the day you started with Scottsdale to today? Well, one of the things I think we've seen is we've been fortunate over the years. Um, when I first started here, we were under construction at the Scottsdale Sports Complex at Hayden and Bell. Uh, we saw the, the completion of that. And then uh, recently here with some of the uh, bond projects that are starting to come on board at, from the 2019 bond election, we're seeing some of these things that we planned and hoped to build at some point now actually you know, coming true. So that's been a great thing to see. And then um, we've built some other smaller uh, parks around the community. We're looking at the Indian Bend Wash uh, project down there that's going to be uh, coming probably in the next couple of years. Uh, we've seen our programs in the recreation side greatly expand. Our aquatics program uh, is really, um, I think, one of the top programs in the country. I think we've also got a sports program, which is kind of second to none in the Valley. Uh, we bring in an awful lot of uh, tournaments and events and that bring in a lot of people to visit the city. Uh, we also have a very good uh, youth program that we work with uh, club teams and little league groups to provide sports activities for uh, the local residents as well. So I think we have a really good balance of programs. And then we work very closely with our human services counterparts and our, our library uh, counterparts to program and do things around the city. Uh, they're gracious to let us use their facilities to uh, offer leisure ed programs. And uh, it's been a really uh, a nice thing to see the, the, you know, the shared use of facilities and programming space that we have there. So I think we're pretty fortunate with what we have. I mean, we're not the biggest city in the world, but we have an awful lot of good programs and services for the size of the community that we are. Oh, absolutely. And I think it says a lot about Scottsdale that we truly are a destination for many of these sports teams to host competitions. And, uh, you know, people want to come here. Yes, they do. I think this past year, you know, it's been trying for everybody, but we worked very hard uh, to put in uh, in place good safety protocols that allowed us to operate a lot of our uh, sports programs uh, where other communities didn't. And uh, I think it's a credit to our staff for the hard work that they uh, put into developing the protocols and working with our public safety folks to uh, get those in place and monitor those so that we can operate the way we have this past year. It's been a, a nice thing to see. Um, and we've got an awful lot of nice comments and accolades from the users uh, to be able to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. That says a lot. And I know there's been a lot of work behind the scenes to make those things happen. Now, switching over to IT, Brad, I don't even know where you would start with 30 years of uh, time and changes, but what what are some of the things you've seen since the start of your career? 
Well, uh, when I started the career to kind of my career to put things in perspective, uh, we had overhead projectors here. Um, I don't know if people remember those, but it was you'd have your presentation and you would put it through a copy machine with clear foils and you'd put it up there. And that's how you did your presentations. Um, The uh, invention of the PC was just starting and the use of networks was um, just starting. So. Uh, in the early 90s, we implemented a fiber optic network that we're still using today for both of our campuses. Um, and it's just been kind of a technological uh, journey um, from one uh, system or one technology to the next. Uh, I think if you look at it where we're, where we were positioned uh, versus a lot of other cities, uh, when the COVID came in, um, we had uh, the Microsoft platform in Teams. We were able to uh, get close to a thousand workers uh, actively working from home and efficiently uh, in a very short period of time. There's been so much change, and it's just incremental over time that you have to keep out in front of. And that's something that I really am very proud of um, my department and my team. Uh, we always seem to be out in front of that. Most recently, we're um, finishing the implementation of a uh, business uh, continuity, a disaster recovery uh, site um, at another location up in North Scottsdale uh, to where we'll have redundancy to our systems to protect ourselves both from a natural disaster and also from uh, cyber disasters. Um, We've done a lot of hardening from there. We've, uh, you know, this last year, um, it's not Know, very well known, but we did have a cybersecurity uh, event, and that was actually the probably the worst day possible. It was the day of the uh, waste management open. It was a morning, Saturday morning. Staff was able to get their arms around it, get servers rebuilt, and we were back online uh, by Sunday evening. And honestly, staff uh, didn't know about it, and and uh, uh, neither did the uh, press. So it, those those types of things are really. Um, rewarding to me. Um, I, I feel very uh, good with where uh, my staff is right now and um, where I'm leaving things. We have a very good succession and, and depth to the team. Uh, I know that uh, Scottsdale is known locally and nationally for its uh, technology innovation and leadership, um, well connected uh, from a national level and local level. And we've always been strong uh, contributors and and uh, participants in those types of things. And it could be anything from the Smart Cities initiative we're working on right now uh, with the uh, Connective and, and uh, Brent Stockwell is actually one of the regional uh, representatives for that um, to the Regional Wireless Cooperative, which is a uh, public safety radio uh, system that was developed uh, for the Valley, and I was um, very much on the ground for of, of helping get that established, uh, where 19 agencies throughout the Valley have seamless uh, radio communication. So um, it there's just so many things I can't really uh, uh, hit on them all, but those are some of the ones that I'm most proud of. I can imagine that's a proud moment to have a breach like you mentioned and for us as employees to just really go forward without a, a without skipping a beat and not even realizing there was a problem. It just speaks to what your team is doing behind the scenes. I'll also add that that was a Super Bowl weekend, so staff had to work through uh, the uh, the event, but uh, it was very rewarding. And we even had comments from our um our third-party provider uh, who does uh, some security work for us that uh, they were very very impressed that both from a 
public sector or a private sector uh, company uh, that we had it uh, contained and remediated faster than they probably have ever seen. Wow, it's that's the true definition of when it rains, it pours, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> now, Brad, what are some of your other memorable career moments or highlights during your time with the city? I know you are one of our Donaldson recipients. Um, what else can yes, you say? Um, you know, there's been just so many uh, large uh, projects and initiatives, but one that really stands out to me um, is the transition of the fire department. And that was right after I had stepped into my new role. We basically owned all the stations, but uh, nothing in them. So we didn't own any of the technology in them. Trucks, but nothing on them. We didn't have any staff. We bought a um, the Wiseman Public Safety uh, Building, um, but it, it needed a lot of work. We ended up putting over 32 miles of um, uh, network cable uh, in there. And if you think about that, you stretch, stretch it end to end, that's about how long Scottsdale is. <laughs> so we had 18 months to do it. We put in a new radio system with all new uh, towers and infrastructure, which was a, a challenge with our citizens um, to get them to understand that why we needed it and how quickly we needed it. Uh, we put in a new uh, records management system. Um, we put in a new scheduling system and we onboarded, you know, 200 plus um, uh, people with new PCs and um, a new systems. So, and I think one of the things that was so unique about that, we all have deadlines, and and I know Reed, you could even probably speak to this as far as the stadium remodel and and uh, you know being ready for spring training. But there's a lot of things within the city that don't have a hard and fast deadline. And um, it was July 1st, uh, 2005 that. We, everybody in the city, and it, it wasn't just uh, IT. That was the other thing that was so neat about it. Um, you know, we had uh, facilities involved. You had HR involved. There was there were so many players that had to work together um, to take it across the finish line. And, and we did, and it was just such a rewarding moment when, you know, we flipped the switch on July 1st and everything worked and everything uh, was very, very seamless. So that's probably the probably the cornerstone for mine. That's pretty amazing. I mean, 32 miles, that's a visual. That's us yeah. in my head now. Yeah. Reed, what about what about you in terms of uh, memorable career moments or highlights that you've had during your time with Scottsdale? Well, I think, you know, some of the facilities we've been able to um, either build or renovate. You know, Brad mentioned the, the Scottsdale Stadium. That was uh, a project that was on a pretty tight timeline. There, there was not much wiggle room in the schedule. It had to be done in order to be ready for the Giants when they first move into town. Uh, we were able to do that. Uh, we had a few glitches along the way, but everything was able to uh, to run fine. And uh, so that's been a, a very nice one. Um, we've been through some renovations uh, on some other properties. Uh, particularly the one I like is the TBC. We did a renovation on the golf course and the stadium course. We worked with the tour and the city. Uh, to do a renovation out there. Um, we've seen the uh, U-Sports field allocation group has really grown uh, in their efforts to bring the sports into the pro into the community, uh, whether it's through local competition or, like I mentioned before, some of the um, uh, teams that come in uh, from out of town. Um, everybody knows Scottsdale 
is a, a tourist destination. And I think our team and the sports group have really done an excellent job of trying to support that effort. Um, our after school programs and our, our overall youth development programs, we've seen those things grow over the years. And we partner with the Scottsdale Unified Schools uh, to provide these programs. You know, the after school program, we provide um, some of the intercession programs when they have breaks. Uh, we also do the summer programs at the school sites. Um, those provide great services to the to the families in town that that have youth that need a place to go that's safe and fun for the kids. And our staff does an excellent job of providing uh, locations for those programs. Those are some of the things I'm most proud of. And then the fact that we were able to successfully uh, champion the bond projects in 2019, and we've already completed uh, a few of those projects and. Uh, two of them are under construction right now. So seeing those things come along and, and start, I think, are some uh, some things I'm most proud of. So many things you do touch so many people and places and programs throughout the city. Um, and on that note, and you've both mentioned this a little bit in some of our earlier conversation, but you're both wrapping up your careers taking on one of the biggest challenges any of us have probably faced, both personally and professionally, the COVID-19 pandemic. Reed, how did that change your work and what has the past year been like for you? Well, it really kind of put the brakes on everything uh, with us uh, for a period of time. Uh, so many of our programs, you know, touch the public in different ways, whether it's in one of the recreation programs uh, for youth or um, leisure ed classes or someone just using the park or the tennis court. Uh, we had to take a pause and we actually went out and closed facilities. We physically put up caution tape around basketball courts and different facilities and signage went up everywhere. Um, and everything just kind of ground to a halt. And then over a period of time, you know, we would, um, you would hear different executive orders come out of uh, the governor's office. And some of those are based on CDC recommendations. So we would take take those things and then we would decide, okay, we're we feel we can move back into this area and open that area back up a little bit. So as we went through that, uh, different you know iterations of executive orders and things, we would open things back up. And then we would work with our facilities crew on additional cleaning. And uh, so over a period of time, we started opening things up. And then we started looking at our sports programs. And that was something we felt we could do. It's outdoors. Uh, we did ask people to uh, wear masks and, and distance around the the, uh, the fields that we had out there. And so many people were clamoring for something to do because virtually everything else was closed. Uh, so we were able to put together programs with our staff and working with the special events guys in PD and fire and with Cheryl Sumners and her team to develop protocols. And then we would run those through legal, make sure that they all agreed we were adhering to all the executive orders and policies that were in place. And we were able to just slowly but surely get back into business, but it was extremely trying. Um, we had an awful lot of phone calls. Some people thought we were crazy for trying to have anybody in the parks. But on the other hand, you'd have equal number of calls that were so happy that we were trying to bring some activity back to the community that it was a, we had to have a balance there. And um, But it didn't seem to matter. Some days you were catching comments that were good and some days not so good. But overall, our staff really worked hard to bring programs back, and I think we've uh, we've done it safely. Uh, and I'm very proud of the fact that our team was able to kind of stay the course with it, 
and uh, get the programs uh, out there that people really were, were looking for. And I think we've been successful with that. I can't even imagine the amount of work that has gone into all of those changes that have occurred over the past year. I know for me personally, I don't think I would have ever imagined seeing playgrounds and basketball courts having to be closed as they did. But I think your group did a fantastic job evolving as the pandemic changed. And as you mentioned, policies changed and, and you know, really doing your best to make our amenities accessible to anybody who would like to enjoy them. Brad, let's move on to you. What are some of the things that uh, uh, your team worked on over the past year? I know it's been quite a bit. Yeah, um, I think as Reed said, he uh, and his staff had to uh, uh, pump the brakes. Uh, we actually had to to put our foot on the gas and in a very short period of time, uh, enable our workforce to be able to work from home. So uh, deploying uh all kinds of uh, additional resources, whether it's phones or PCs. Um, everybody was trying to leverage what they had and also um, in some cases, actually in a lot of cases, um, things that were more of a, a loaner type basis, whether they're for conference rooms or things like that, uh, we were uh, provisioning those and getting people um, to where they could work from home. And uh, I think we did a, a very good job uh, in many cases, doing things that you wouldn't traditionally do from home. For example, our call center uh, right now um, is remote. And uh, so it's not as though they used to have to come into the office and be in the office. And we've been able to do um, some technology or implement some technology that's been able to assist with that. And then the um, I think that the biggest thing uh, that we had to do was uh, really ramp up our organizational uh, training um, there was a lot of uh, new adoption of things, whether it be Teams or SharePoint or or um, just a lot of the tools that the Microsoft um, product line had available. And they were there, but it didn't receive the adoption um, that it had in the past. And I think what happened was uh, the lights started going on. People were a little bit intimidated with it before, but once they, you know, kind of put their uh, toe in the water, they said, well, this is this is pretty good. And so uh, I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish and continue to, to accomplish at Teams. You look at the various um, leadership forums that we have at this point, and um, prior to this, you know, we'd go to uh, uh, Mustang Library or to uh, Civic Center Library or, or the, the NAVE, um, and we'd have you know, 60, 70 people. Um, we're consistently up to, you know, 120, 140 people. And that's kind of where I see things in the future. I know that the majority of my staff uh, was and still is uh, mobile. There's those people um, that with their job, they um, have to be in. It's just like a, a facilities person with um, plumbing or electrical or whatever, our IT technicians, they need to be able to be in the office and put hands-on equipment. Um, and we have our uh, radio team as another team, or uh, much of our communications team that does the network. We have those roles that are definitely um, require the hands-on, but those that don't, um, we've been uh, leveraging the work from home model and found it to be uh, highly successful. I think one of the keys there is the communication. I, I know all of my management staff 
um, has uh, stand-up meetings with their staff, um, typically uh, two to three times a week. I know I did um, with my direct reports every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday at 10:30. We'd get together. We'd talk about, you know, what we've. Uh, accomplished and also what we're uh, um, going to be working on in the next few days. And I think it really, from my perspective, is probably even enhanced communications amongst uh, work groups and uh, um, staff and even our customers. Uh, previously, it was very easy to you know, call somebody and they weren't in their office. But now with Teams being on your you know, city phone, personal phone, um, on your even your personal computer at home, uh, I found that the ability to get hold of people and be able to do real-time work or interaction has enhanced uh, significantly. And then finally, and this is kind of a this is early on, but as part of our CARES funding, uh, we did allocate some money for uh, video conferencing. And the the idea there is that um, we're going to enable. Um, various conference rooms throughout the city. We've uh, done the first three. We did the pilot and then two more where we're going to be able to continue to do social distancing. So a conference room, maybe originally you would have 12 people in their meeting and you couldn't. You could use two rooms even in two campuses and have a very uh, real seamless experience with high resolution cameras and incredible voice quality. So that's uh, coming down the pike and something for people to look forward to. No, I just want to say, I mean, I, I am not the most technological savvy person by any stretch of the imagination. And just seeing what is out there, and I think what Brad's team has been able to put in place, you know, using the Teams uh, programs, using Zoom for public meetings and staff meetings and things like that, and, and then the, the use of tablets and laptops and the working from home is something that was above my pay grade and to just be able to see how that has come into our everyday life has really been kind of amazing to me and i know that, that your group has really been instrumental in making that work and i mean just our park commission meetings when we would struggle to try to get seven people in the same place at the same time and now with the, the technology of using these uh, remote meetings it's been wonderful i mean you save untold amount of time running around and and, and you know, hauling things from this site to that site. And it's just been great. Um, I, I would never have believed it if I had to say it, but it's, it's been great. I think Brad's group has really been instrumental in helping us get there. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Reed. And uh, uh, I do, first of all, I, I do appreciate, and it's something that I did not highlight, but it is the public meetings and the public access that we've been able to enable. And the only other point that I would make is I really don't see this going away. Um, I think it's a new way of doing business. I do think that there'll be a time when we come back to the office, but I believe we will still leverage these tools uh, in the efficiencies that Reed just talked about, both um, with our citizens and internally. Uh, it gives us a whole nother opportunity to reach a number of constituents and, and people that we normally may not reach, just either they didn't have time or, or even the desire, but if we make it as easy as we have now, um, I'm hoping that we can increase uh, engagement significantly. Absolutely, I definitely echo everything Reed just said. It's it certainly has changed the way we work day to day and how the city operates as a whole. So I, I think those changes have been good. Um, Reed, what would you advise someone who is just beginning their career 
at the city of Scottsdale today? I, you know, I think they need to um, take advantage of everything that this city has to offer from from an employee standpoint. I think you know all the programs and things that are available, uh, whether it's training, it's uh, involvement. You know, we have many. We touch pretty much every aspect of the city at one point or another. And I think if you can get in to uh, to branch out and reach out to others to uh, get different experiences for yourself, I think that is very valuable. Um, and I think, you know, getting to know uh, the community. Uh, our community is at times very vocal, uh, but there are, that comes from them being engaged. And I think that's good. So I think, you know, learning how to communicate with the public and one of the best things we can do is listen. Sometimes we may not agree with what we hear, but I think if you let somebody talk and tell you what that is that they're after, they can, uh, you know, you can both learn a little bit from it, but I think just taking advantage of what we have here is, is really uh, something that I think is very valuable to someone new coming in. And I, I think you, I was lucky in my career. I've worked a few other places. I've worked for a, Fortune 500 company. I worked in larger communities and smaller communities and everything else. But when I came here, I just I noticed that the environment, the work environment is different. Um, the people here uh, have a great attitude about their job. They really care about their job. They care about the city. And I think they care about each other a lot. And I've seen a few other places that that's not quite the case. Value what you have here, uh, because it's not always the case um, in other places. And I saw that right off the bat when I came here and I, I've always appreciated that. That's solid advice. I think I, I think I noticed the same, um, you know, when I started with the city as well. How about you, Brad? Uh, I, I think what he just said is, is very, very solid advice. Uh, the other thing that I would say is that, um, we have so many talented staff and, and departments, and we all play a role in one way or another in, um, providing services to our citizens and uh, to really be a team player, to realize that we're just one cog on the wheel that makes Scottsdale such a great city. And that's one of the things that I, I'm very um, proud of and pleased about is that Scottsdale truly is extremely collaborative on what they do every day, um, the various departments and working together. Um, it, it's something that you want to make sure that you're doing it. I even say to my own, uh, the new hires that I come here, uh, to come into my department is that um, team is very important. It's whether it's within uh, IT and our various competencies that we have here or within IT and uh, other areas of the organization, just leverage that, um, take advantage of it. And it's amazing what you can do. Um, if you do that, and then that combined with what Reed said with the, you know, uh, leveraging or taking advantage of all the resources you have, whether, whether it be um, training, um, whether it be just the programs, the lunch and learns, there's just a, a wide variety of ways that you can get engaged, uh, network and grow your career. Absolutely. Now, here's the burning question we all want to know to you both. I'll start with you, Brad. What are your retirement plans? What are you going to be doing? Uh, that's an interesting one um, because I had really uh, decided to retire a couple years ago. I put my uh, my eye on a date, um, and it was well before COVID, and I stuck to it. And COVID has definitely put a wrinkle in things. Um, uh, 
And so I have I have two things right now that are kind of impacting me doing what I ultimately want to do, which is travel the world. Uh, I have a rescue dog that I um, picked up in 2012 that I'm not exactly sure how old uh, he is, um, but he's getting on in age, and um, I really don't want to leave him uh, home alone or or put him in a kennel or, or and I ju- I just. Uh, we're going to kind of just enjoy life around the house and around, not even the house. I mean, we take him all over the place. He goes to California. He goes to different places with us, but kind of see that through. Uh, and then um, we want to travel the world. Uh, but the challenge there is COVID. Uh, I know that we could. We both, uh, my wife and I have both been vaccinated and we're uh, fully vaccinated. But I want to experience the culture um, that the world has to offer, not just go see the land and the buildings. And I think right now in the current state, which I think will change uh, hopefully very soon, um, that we'll be able to get things back to a little bit more of a normal and we'll be able to uh, take advantage or or, uh, do some of the dreams that we've had for uh, several years. Sounds great. I think things are, uh, you know, slowly but surely opening back up and hopefully you'll be able to uh, embark on some of those travels. How about you, Reed? First off, I'm going to go see my dad down in Florida next week. Uh, he just turned 89. Uh, so I'm going to go down to, down there and visit him, play a little golf, maybe hopefully do some fishing. Uh, golf has been something I've really enjoyed over the years. I've uh, worked in the business for years, but I also just love playing. So I plan on getting out and playing a, a lot of golf. I just uh, got a new set of golf clubs. It's a retirement present to myself. Uh, haven't even hit them yet, so I'm anxious to get out and give those things a try. I love to fish, love to be around the water, um, probably do some fishing and boating along the way, uh, maybe travel back to the Midwest a little bit and see family and friends in Indiana. I've got a golf tournament to play in back there in July. I probably won't travel as extensively as Brad, but I, I do hope to get out and um, see some of the sites. Uh, the mountains in Colorado have always been something I really enjoy doing. I uh, ride my motorcycle up there, usually about once a year, so I'm hoping to get up there, uh, Pacific Coast Highway, i got a good friend who has a cabin in Montana, plan on visiting him, just trying to relax a little bit for a, a good period of time and then, you know, see what what happens. Uh, as Brad said, my wife and I are both vaccinated now, so we can maybe get out and do some things that, you know, maybe we hadn't in the past, but hopefully that'll be good. I have a 29-year-old son uh, who lives here in the Valley, and then our daughter, uh, she lives in Texas. Her and her family have a little condo in uh, Florida. And uh, they've invited us to come down there in October. So I think we'll we'll probably make a trip down there and just try to relax and enjoy some of the things I really enjoy doing. That's the key, right? With retirement, relax and enjoy the things you, you like to do. Final question for you both. And I appreciate so much your time with us today. But uh, any last words or things you would like to share with your colleagues before you go? Um. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it really is with our tagline that uh, Scottsdale uh, truly does provide simply better service for a world-class community. Um, the services, the the facilities, everything about Scottsdale is special. And I'll never forget that. And we are a world-class community. You know, when you travel uh, around the United States, actually a lot of places in the world. When you say Scottsdale, you don't have to say Scottsdale, Arizona. People know of Scottsdale. And so it's been an honor and a pleasure for me to work um, for the city for 30 years. I've learned so much from all the people um, 
and in throughout my career, and I just feel extremely fortunate. How about you, Reed? Well, I think Brad is uh, dead on. I think the you know we are a world class city, and I think if you do mention the name of Scottsdale, you, like you said, you you don't have to put the the state name behind it. Everybody uh, seems to be familiar with our community. Seems to know uh, at least something about it. I mean, I remember the snowy winters where I would sit in Indiana and watch the uh, the waste management open on TV years and years ago, and then uh, Barrett Jackson auction. You know, watching those things, and then now. Um, you know, years later, being able to be involved in those events has just been, you know, kind of a dream come true for me. And I think, kind of as I mentioned earlier, I think people need to really value what they have here uh, as a employer, but also to value the people that are here. Uh, we have a, a tremendous workforce. I know in our department, we have uh, our managers, I think virtually all of them started out as part-time employees. And they've all been here uh, for roughly 20 years or more and have worked themselves, uh, you know, in their working career to the level that they're at now. I think that's a testament to the to the work environment that is here, that people come here, they want to build a career here and they stay. That's a very valuable thing for everybody. Um, and I think there needs to be a good work life balance. I think everybody, you know, we're all guilty of getting involved up to our ears in work and then Sometimes it's hard to separate from that, but I think we all need to do a better job of that uh, just for your own mental and physical health. Um, you know, we are in, in my instance, you know, we are in the, the recreation business. You know, we need to kind of take a, a little bit of our own medicine, you know, to make sure that we are we have a good balance. And, and that can be true no matter if you're in public safety or, you know, whatever position you may be in in the city. But uh, value what you have here and uh, and, and try to. Give yourself some time to enjoy time with your, your personal life and your family. I think it's vitally important. Great parting words from you both. Well, I, again, appreciate your time to be on the podcast with us today. Um, I will let you guys both get back to the things you're doing and, and wrap up your days. But really, we all wish you the best. And when you talk about those great people in the city, I would I would definitely put you both in that category as well. And and uh, we wish you the best in your new chapters in life. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Holly. Thank you, Holly. And Brad, safe travels, my friend. You too, definitely. Hopefully our uh, paths will cross, maybe out on a golf course. I'd love to do that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Take care. Right. Thank you, Take Holly. Care. And that's it for this episode of Podstale. But before I go, I have a trivia question for you. What are Brad and Reed's combined years of service to the city of Scottsdale? Email your answer to communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. And join me again in two weeks for another episode. Take care.